Welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. Well, hello, friends and family out there. That's right. If you're listening to this, you are friends and family. Uh, So I am back in the saddle. Uh, Last week was a very, very rough week, spiritually speaking. Uh, high intense spiritual attacks that came against our me and my family's physical body but I am back and in today's episode of restoring your voice I want to talk about abortion I want to specifically address Roe versus Wade because there is an upcoming decision in the fall by the Supreme Court that has the potential to overturn Roe versus Wade and you need to act you need to decide what side you're on. There is no middle ground on this. Let me just make that perfectly and abundantly clear. And why is this important? Because this has always been the way. When freedom was sounded, when it was decided upon by people, that's right, people, not God alone, but God acting through people to decide enough was enough and wrong is wrong, Guess what? It started the ball rolling on freedom. And I can think of no other greater freedom than the right to life. Than the right to every baby in the womb. That's right. They are a life. I'm not going to call them a fetus. Every human baby in the womb should have the freedom to live and not die, not be used for experiments and more. Now you're probably saying, well, I don't know how this can be. I mean, the Supreme Court said it, so it settles it wrong. And I'm going to prove you wrong, and hopefully we'll see how much we can get you in 30 minutes. But I want to talk about the Fugitive Slave Act. Now, why is this important? Because it was a decision by the Supreme Court in 1850. Now, specifically, it addressed that you know, slaves had to be returned. All right, if, 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 if slaves did escape, they had to be returned. That's basically it in a nutshell. Um, they had to be returned. And so states decided, no, that this act that escaped slaves could not be harbored, could not stay free And there's a whole history that goes into uh, why um, this happened, uh, but uh, go look it up. But that being said, there were states who said enough is enough. Enough is enough is enough is enough. And uh, one of the first states to act was the Wisconsin Supreme Court. So a state acted on this in 1855, and they became the only high state only state high court to declare the fugitive slave act unconstitutional all right so what does that mean that means any slaves freed who went to their state lived free for the rest of their lives and that was the beginning there is another state and i'm i've got this all pulled up so uh ohio um let's see they decided enough is enough now uh, let's see i'm reading here from a place called slave north.com don't worry I've, I've read about this stuff 
uh, for the purpose of clarification, I have it pulled up. So anyway, so Ohio bordered Kentucky, but Ohio decided that they were going to be a sanctuary state for escaped slaves. So the whole point of me saying all of this is to teach you from history that the federal government has no say so overall in the way states decide to run things. And that is sometimes a good thing in the United States of America. Sometimes that's a bad thing. But the point is, is that the federal government did absolutely nothing when these states said, you know what? Treating another human being like a piece of property is completely wrong and we're not going to put up with it anymore. And what did the federal government do about it? Absolutely nothing. Just like today, um, I believe it was highlighted by somebody else that in the past six months alone, and I've seen these news reports myself, that many states are enacting anti-abortion laws. More pro-life laws have been passed in the past six months than ever before. You may think it's an exaggeration, but hey, go fact check it yourself. And, and many cities and many states, and praise God, Texas is leading the way because that's where we're moving to, um, is leading way on this, I believe. And, and there are a lot of sanctuary cities. And I know it's tough to get legislation passed these days um, being how many governments you know national state and local are bipartisan uh, so it's you know my side you know Republicans on one side Democrats on, a, a, on the other uh, you could say conservative and liberal on the other and let's just be frank about it that many of these regardless of what they call themselves are not accomplishing anything so that is where you and I come in that is where the call to action that I'm putting out today comes in. And no, I'm not talking about violent action. Let me just say that. If you have that in your mind, you are dead wrong. What do I mean by that? You need to contact, for instance, your local representatives, as well as those who say, you know, your federal congressmen and senators from your state your representatives so not only those who go to your state government but those who are appointed to sit in places like congress um in the federal government you need to reach out to them and i have done that on several occasions and uh, praise god there have been those who have actually responded when i have contacted them and um i have received uh, numerous correspondence from them but the one I'm thinking of unfortunately got voted out there's another one vote vote in every single election don't skip out vote in every single election coming up now I know many out there and I've, I've seen it myself well we're Christians we have no business in politics we're Christians right we have no 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 way to go into the government right wrong all throughout the Bible, yes, Old and New Testament, both, it is commanded how we are to influence our leaders. All right, Paul himself demonstrated this in the book of Acts when he stood before a governor and he preached the gospel to him. Amen. So we can't say, no, 
that's not our arena because we're Christians. Well, then we have just taken our light out of that arena and we have only ourselves to blame when it grows dark. Uh, same with when Roe versus Wade was finally voted on uh, by the Supreme Court of America, of the United States of America. And it was just honestly an end result of something previous. There were many um, decisions made, unrightly so, by the Supreme Court previous to that, that set the foundation for Roe versus Wade. Do you see where I'm going? But we know that the Bible says that there is no other foundation laid other than Jesus. I know I just big huge paraphrase, but I don't have the scripture pulled up in front of me. And anyway, so we have a responsibility. We, every single person who calls themselves a Christian, who says that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, we have a responsibility to act accordingly. And when we decide, well, that's not our place, and then Satan takes over, well, we have nobody else to blame but ourselves, and we have been given a general governmental authority, right? Jesus said, I have been given all power and all authority, and then he commissioned us to go out and spread the gospel. So we have a general spiritual governmental authority. Now, there are some um, of us who have a, a, a calling, a specific calling to spiritual governmental authority, such as apostles, but that's not the point of this broadcast. Um, the point is that we are to enact spiritual dominion, which means we push back against the forces of darkness, which means we storm the gates of hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail, right? Uh, we, we can go to uh, Luke chapter 10, where, where Jesus is talking, and, and he said, I, I've given you power to trample over scorpions and serpents and all of the powers of the enemy, and no harm shall befall you. So clearly, in other places in the Bible, that it is perfectly crystal clear we are to exert spiritual dominion, right? The weapons of our warfare are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Um, we have the full armor of God. We have the sword of the spirit. Yes, so we have been given weapons to conquer spiritually wherever we're at and that of course includes every area there is not um there are not specific areas mentioned only the church only a church for instance every area of life you name it uh media um government uh education and more we have a responsibility and like i said abortion is just the end result uh legalized abortion nationwide and worldwide in most places is a direct result of our inaction of our apathy um, of us being lukewarm and i talked on that uh last night on my other podcast the bearded truth so go and check that out look for the camouflage logo um and 
check it out. It's called uh, Love, Hate, and Indifference. The title of the, of, the, of the message was Love, Hate, and Indifference. And I gave a clear description of what it all means and God's view on this. And is it okay to hate? Is hate okay? Is it an opposite of love? And I put forth from the Bible that it is okay to hate because God hates evil. Okay, he hates the shedding of innocent blood. In fact, he calls it an abomination. So you, Christian friend, should hate the shedding of innocent blood. And if you hate something, if in fact, if it's an abomination to you, then you will take action against it. And you will do your part instead of sitting there and saying, oh, what can I do? Or God hates all government. God's going to destroy everything. Some weird apathetic nihilistic view of of the way things are and i'm saying this um and on the other side of the break i'll get into it because there is an upcoming decision coming this fall where the supreme court or i should say case um an upcoming supreme court a supreme court case that they're going to hear that has um the potential to have a really huge a really huge impact against abortion I was trying to think of a word and I couldn't say it so can't think of it so there we go my friends it's time for us to act and you say well what can I do I'm this well you know what what can I do is just an excuse to get out of being the hands of feet of Jesus right I, if, if you're an invalid you're if you're bedridden guess what you can still pray all right. If you're listening to this, obviously you can pray. And the power of prayer is tremendous. When we pray in agreement on a matter, right? Jesus made it clear that heaven moves. When two or three pray in agreement and know there is, that does not mean they have to literally be holding hands or in the same room, heaven moves on our behalf. Jesus moves mountains on the behalf of our prayers, especially when they're in accordance with the will of God. So remember that prayer, pray, pray, pray. There's a place to start. And with that, we're going to take a break for an ad. All right, welcome back. So on the first half of the show, I was giving you a a brief history of how states can resist unjust authority and laws and rules from the federal government, yes, by the Supreme Court, and what it means and how we can partner with it and all that. So I said I was going to get to this upcoming decision, and I have it pulled up right here. So started in Mississippi. So Mississippi asks Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade in upcoming case. And this is a, a very recent article uh, from July 22nd. And so this is an upcoming case. Okay. And this is not the only state, but other states, thank God, have partnered with it. It says that the court will hear arguments in the in the case this fall. And both sides in the divisive fight see it as crucial moment I'll see it as a crucial moment in determining whether 
and how the court's six to three conservative majority might constrain abortion rights. Let me just pause and say, I know say, well, conservative this, but if you paid attention to rulings by the most recent justices appointed, you will see they are anything but conservative but or Christian. So we have a little bit of background. It says Mississippi's Republican Attorney General Lynn Fitch said in the filing that the court should junk its 1973 ruling in Roe and a subsequent 90, 1992 endorsement of abortion rights in Planned Parenthood versus Casey. That decision said states may not place an undue burden on a woman's right to choose an abortion before fetal viabil- viability. I, I, one, I despise language like that, which is generally thought to be after 24 weeks or later, which is a lie. Um, how do I know this? Because the Bible tells me so. Right? It's written in the Bible. I formed you in your mother's womb, God says. All right. Uh, I knit you together. I knew you before you were born. And all of that. Right? He, he knitted together our most inward parts. It didn't say when that began. It just says he did it. So language like this, um, which is generally thought to be 24 weeks or later, is a, is a straight up lie. A life is a life. Regardless of what do we think? So this, uh, let's see. Um, nope, looking at some, as I'm scrolling down, I'm, I've got some news popped up about Cuomo, but I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, um, so, so this is called, let me see, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Um, but the brief emphasis on the potential pre- presented in the case, okay. We have some people talk about women's reproductive rights, which means the right to murder, but that's not right. So anyway, that's the case coming up. It's coming up in in January. uh, Sorry, I said January. This fall. Um, We need to partner with it. Now, one person you can partner with in this or look up for yourself is... Um, Reverend Patrick Mahoney he's spearheading uh, the movement on the Christian side in other words um, the praying side and he's calling for people to show up and I was unable to find it uh, maybe it's just my lack of you know internet being internet suave or something I just I hate I just cannot look stuff up for some reason at times anyway um, he's spearheading the way he wants people to show up in the fall to pray in front of the Supreme Court. And it's a great call to action. A great call in unity. But it starts with us here. It starts with our personal prayer lives. That's where this begins. There's no point in people showing up to to pray in unity when they, they, they have no prayer life at home. Just like um, the whole the return uh, if you're aware of that, that Jonathan Kahn put together uh, in Washington D.C., I think prior to the just just prior to the um, elections, and it was for you know quote unquote national repentance, a return to God, right? Except I guarantee, just from the fruits of the United States of America and the church, that most of these people just went back home and went back to living like devils every day. Made you know, hey. Devils can sit in pews. All right. Devils can preach from pulpits, by the way. Um, going to church 
doesn't make you any more of a Christian than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. So, why? Where's the fruits? Where's the fruits that we actually, uh, National Repentance, uh, they're not showing. If we did, it would show. How do I know that? Well, if you read, you know, books like Jeremiah in the Bible, um, it talks about, hey, if you return to me, then this was what will happen, right? But if you don't, then instead this will happen. And unfortunately, we're at the instead this will happen point. Now, praise God, he's merciful. Praise God, he's not patient like we are patient. But never forget that his patience goes only so far. And that he is a just God and he must take action. So that warning must be sounded as I don't believe uh, um, enough people are sounding it because they would rather and not people are hearing it because, well, a lot of people prefer itching ears. They want their ears scratched. And so they would rather flock to the Osteens of the world. Um, the Paul White Kings of the world. So people who say everything's fine, you know. I don't know, somewhere in the Bible, God rebuke people for that, you know. They say peace, peace when there is no peace. Um, people like that. Um, believe me, it's we're in an hour never uh, time. And I praise God, though, that he's moving through people and people are willing to listen. But my question is, are you willing to listen? Are you willing to take action? Are you willing to, to pray about this? So I'm calling you to pray about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I'm calling you to pray for the turnaround of our nation. But first, I'm asking you to pray for the turnaround of the church. Because how the church goes is how the nation goes. And our nation, the United States of America, is in a pretty rotten state because the church is in a pretty rotten state. So either we change so we influence the government or we back down, we run away with our cow between the legs and the government now influences the church. That was never supposed to happen because that was never the ideals of our founding fathers. And we know this when Jefferson wrote his separation of church and state letter uh, called the Danbury Letters written to leaders, church leaders in Danbury, Connecticut, where I'm from, Connecticut, and he wrote to them because they were wondering, hey, man, I hope you as a government will not infringe upon our rights um, as as a religious organization, as, as Christians, as churches. And he wrote back to them saying no, because there should always be a wall of separation between church and state. In other words, no, the state should never tell the church what to do but because we backed down because we ran away with our towel between our legs that this is now the way things have been for a while but you my friends and every all of us Christians cannot give in any longer no inch listen you know the old saying give an inch and they'll take a mile has never been true than with a tyrannical government. Never truer than with a, a tyrannical government. So, we need to take action. Okay, what else? Uh, vote. 
vote vote in every election i don't care how small it may seem uh local i don't care if it's for mayor i don't care if it's for you name it vote for the trash guy i don't know vote also contact your representatives contact your congressmen and women contact your senators both at the state level and the federal level and talk to them urge them to talk about this um, upcoming decision by the Supreme Court so I've given you some ways or not like every single way maybe you're in a position where you can even have even more influence well go for it my friends so anyways that'll be it for this um, for this show and I will talk to you again tomorrow God bless you be Jesus don't back down so that's it for this episode of restoring, restoring your, your voice, voice with your host pastor david and saying god bless you get out there and be the kingdom <laughs>